Hey everybody, welcome back to another version of Flock and Gather. It's your only 18-minute podcast to the spa and wellness world. I'm going over to Dallas, Texas today. A longtime friend of mine, a spa director, you guys will know him, Gary Adkins. I'm going to let him tell you where he's been, but he's now the owner of Reason and Remedy. And like all small business owners, he wears about 13 hats. Welcome, Gary Adkins. How are you this morning? I'm doing great. Thank you for taking the time to chat. Oh my God. Always fun. And you know, you're, we're going to talk about what you're doing, but I, I love the, the way you've shifted in your uh, business and we'll talk a little bit about that too. So can you take 30 seconds and uh, bring your history up to speed on spa directing and into reason and remedy? Yeah, for sure. So 12 years ago, I became a spa director at Four Seasons Seattle and was with them for quite a few years before transitioning to more of a hospitality consultant. Um, thought that I would go out and work with a whole bunch of different resorts, but I've pretty much stayed busy with Four Seasons for the past 12 years, first as an employee and then as a consultant. Uh, and then during the pandemic, you know, the world stopped, everybody's life turned upside down. And I took that moment to kind of get off the crazy train we were all on and reimagine what consulting was and who consulting was for. Um, there was a lot of brand owners that were struggling during that time because they lost their teams, the, the rules of the game changed. Uh, and so I kind of flipped things upside down for myself and I opened a 6,000 square foot showroom at the Dallas World Trade Center. And instead of going out to the hotels and the boutiques, I bring everybody in here. They can shop in person um, or they can shop online on our B2B website. And then I expanded my services to kind of help the small and emerging brand owners, um, as well as my friends who have established brands, just fill in the gaps. So. I've designed Reason and Remedy to support all the brand owners and the buyers in the reason they do things every day, um, whatever their passion is or whatever their philanthropic connection is, their ethos, um, try to be a support for that. And then I just look at myself as the remedy. We're not a silver bullet, but we can support any existing sales team, marketing efforts. Um, if you're a buyer out there, it's like we're your phantom buying assistant. And when someone shops at Reason and Remedy, they don't have to worry about us hounding them with nonstop emails or, or follow up on something that they don't need. So it's just really taking the luxury experience and applying it to our industry for both the buyers and the brands. All right. I've got, I, there are so many questions. We probably are not going to get this done today, but I'm in a fire away. So <laughs> let me bring our listeners up to speed. Okay. So 12 years within the four seasons chain as a director and a uh, consultant. So I imagine as a consultant, it gave you, I mean, you already had a lot of the kind of deep intel about how FS worked on the inside anyway. So how was consulting different to them? Um, you know, consulting is really, it's a, an opportunity. When you're a director, you can have like 40 direct reports. Spa is one of the, the departments within a hotel that doesn't have all the layers of management. So a spa director has to wear so many hats and deal directly with direct reports. So when it comes to time to research brands and to stay on top of innovation, 
It's really the things they do at night and on their personal time to keep the, you know, to stay on trend. So as a consultant, you have the luxury of going in and really focusing on the creativity or a specific project, but then you're also pressed for, you have this much time to do it and you have this budget. So that's kind of the difference is, you know, the day-to-day -day operation is as a director is getting through the day-to-day -day operation and making money. Yeah. As a consultant, it's just a little more specialized with a different set of challenges. As someone once said in our industry, they didn't actually start doing extremely well until they got out of the operational day-to-day -day details and had the ability to kind of view the larger. It's hard to think larger picture when you're stuck in the paperwork and the people part of the day, right? Yeah, for sure. Okay. I mean, we have we we support consultants the same as we do a, a buyer. So if a consultant has a project, they can call us up and say, hey, Gary, I've got three weeks to do this. I need new retail. I need a new skincare line. I've got eight treatment rooms. I need new table covers. I have a lounge that needs new pillows and throws. And then we can just go to work on it, send them over recommendations. And then all they have to do is say, yes, no, yes, change this color, change this quantity. And then we connect them directly with the brand. And that becomes the brand's buyer. That is their relationship. So we are purely buyer acquisition and not sales reps. Got it. What changed during the pandemic? Was there one or two things you can put your finger on that say, wow, this is so different. Here's what we do now that we did then. I think the main thing that struck me about the pandemic was that, um, you know, unfortunately we lost a lot of the very seasoned directors and creative folks within the industry. Um, and the responsibilities got dumped into a lot of laps for people who didn't weren't being supported and weren't given the training or development they needed to run these multi-million dollar operations. So I think that coming out of the pandemic, that's really why I changed doing what I do, is that I needed to be able to help more people rather than just one project at a time. And that's gotcha. kind of what I uh, gift and spa, I have always said, are so interrelated. And I know it'll bode well for Reason and Remedy. Oh, what is your website, reasonandremedy.com? Is that how they find you? It is. Perfect. That's perfect. All right. For my listeners, read the word reason and a n d remedy.com. Go reach out to, to Gary and his team. They're absolutely amazing. Gary, we've been connected to the gift market for a very long time. Whenever I've brought um, spa directors to Dallas market or to Las Vegas market or to America's Martin, and they go, oh my God, how did I not know this existed? I found 12 brands I bought. It's crazy, right? That, that more of our world is not connected to folks like you and Reason and Remedy and are getting the gift market. Yeah, you know, the great thing now is that we have about, you know, anywhere between 20 to 30 brands um, right now. I think what people probably don't understand is that if you've never been to the Dallas Market Center, to the World Trade Center here in Dallas, it's a 5 million square foot campus. So if I don't have it in my showroom, I can find it for you. And I can introduce you to those people, whether that's virtually or if you want to come in the showroom, I can actually walk you around. It's very intimidating when you get here, Alan, as you know. Yeah. Um, if you just want to figure out how to use 
the campus and where to go and where to find things, we can do that. There's no reason for anybody to work directly with us other than just come in and we're happy to show you around. But if it's indoor furniture for hotel suites, outdoor furniture for pools, lighting, mirrors, decor, you name it, apparel, accessories, everything is here. So there's a market here in Dallas, there's one in Atlanta, there's one in Vegas, there's one in Miami, one in New York. So really wherever you're at, you should check them out because there's just, you can't even imagine the quantity of new and emerging brands and established brands that you've forgotten about. Yeah. And that, frankly, I like both. And so actually small and emerging is next on my list of things I wanted to chat with you about. So we're right on, uh, right on task here with the subject. Gary, I always, if I was a spa director, I laugh and always say I only played one on TV, but I've never been a spa director. But I would, I like some of the old standbys. I like brands that have supported our industry. To me, it's a lot like buying local. Like I go to the Ace Hardware. It's not that I don't like Lowe's or Home Depot, but if you don't go to Ace Hardware, then they're not in business anymore. So I'm I'm a fan of buy small, buy local, and buy the old stem buys. Can you address mixing those up? Because small and emerging brands, sometimes that's how you set your spa apart and you look different, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, look at Cashware. Cashware has been around for 20 plus years. Mary is a staple in the industry. Um, they innovate and reimagine and come out with new colors every season. They're just launching casual apparel. If you haven't checked that out, like let us know. Um, I would love to introduce you. It is stunning. Like it's going to be a really hot item this fall and winter. Um, but then on the flip side of that, you know, you can outfit casual in your retail area. You can do it on your treatment beds. You can do just about anything with it. Um, on the flip side of that, I do like to support the new and emerging brands that maybe people don't know. So for instance, Jen Lee Handbags is a company that is, they are manufactured hand-woven in Bali by small villages. Um, Jen Jones keeps the craft alive for these villages and puts people to work. She employs, I think over 80 artisans now. Um, they use atagrass, which is a native grass to Bali. It's grown at the base of the volcano. Each handbag takes six weeks to hand weave. It's then roasted and hand turned over coconut husk fires to give it the brown color. And then she lets the villages pick out the fabrics on the inside. So they're unique to each bag. Um, they're stunning. Like they're absolutely stunning. And it's, it's something that we can do that we can get behind the ethos of that brand to support small business, to support artisans, to keep a craft alive. Um, and it is a perfect bag for a luxury market. I would always tell uh, spa and wellness facilities, take a shot on some small brands, right? Most of these brands aren't making you commit to spending $5,000, right? You can, you should be able to buy pieces of a lot of emerging brands and frankly doesn't that make retail look interesting in your spa then yeah i mean i think everybody knows kind of the 30 60 90 day rule if you've got retail that's been sitting on your floor for 90 days you need to get rid of it so just yeah, you right know, you know get your money back out of it if you can but if you can't you're really still kind of shooting yourself in the foot because it's dead space you could be selling something in so you know for us we kind of look at things as 
you know, if, if a buyer comes to me, I ask them kind of what their budget threshold is. And then we try to match them up to brands that we can get a good representation of the brand without breaking the bank, um, you know, and, and being diverse. Because if you have a transient clientele and they're there on vacation, they're likely, they want to take something home that represents their vacation and becomes a memory. If you have a, a large local following and they come in every month or twice a month, they want to discover something new every time they come in. So you need to create curiosities and tell new stories. Do you know, um, I've got a couple quick things for you. Uh, we have a friend in Atlanta who's got a number of spas who has said to me, she never remembers that she said this, but I remember. She said, sometimes we think of, of ourselves as gift stores, not spas, because they have buyers who come in who have never had a massage, who literally buy stuff in the front of their store and buy retail. So there's a reason to look at retail as a revenue generating part of the business, correct? Oh, for sure. I mean, you know, things you forget about carrying, like we have a, a greeting card line from Amy Zane. They're cute. They're very in line with luxury and spa. But when someone's at the spa, they're often thinking of like, oh, I'm going to get this candle for my friend who's stuck at home because they couldn't go away, get a babysitter or whatever it is. And they're always looking for a card. Someone's on vacation. They got to buy a, a birthday gift for that week. They need to come in and get a greeting card. So we try to think about the giftability of all of our retail pieces and the things that they're forgetting. So gift wrap, tissue paper, greeting cards as well. Um, a couple pithy things from my uh, father, who's no longer with us, but you know, I grew up in retail and my dad had eight stores in the Minneapolis, St. Paul area. He always used to say, ring the cash register. You know, retail is one of those places where even if you have holes in your in your treatment schedule, people still buy retail. People walking by, people come in, they buy retail, ring the cash register all the time. One of his other expressions was, he, we used to call it in clothing, 31 waist black pants. That was the single one largest selling skew in all the stores, 31, of course, we're Americans. Now it's probably 35 waist black <laughs> pants, right? But it was 31 waist at the time. And all Those he things. meant, all he meant is with retail, you got to fill in. You got to keep the best sellers in stock. You got to be aggressive about it. Just like in the having back bar products in a spot, you can't run out of things, can you? No. And there's always an opportunity, you know, beyond the spa. Look at your pool retail. Look at your activities retail, adventure, um, pop-ups, trunk shows. You can give a lot of these brands the opportunity to come in and prove themselves, and they're happy to do it. Yeah. Uh, one more pithy expression. It's called Tuesday table. It just means get rid of the junk. It, it doesn't matter that you're in love with it. If it isn't selling, it's not selling. So in my dad's world, that rule is actually 30, 30, 30, not 30, 60, 90. If things aren't moving and it's 30 days down the the line and for what and he's moved it and it's been, it went on a mannequin and for whatever reason, you're not getting rid of it. My dad loved to bundle stuff. And so he would say, all right, put it with this and mark at half price. Or this is now buy one, get one free. And across the stores, he would immediately get rid of it because getting your money back has way more value than hanging on to things you're not selling. Yeah, and there's tons of tricks too. Like make sure when you're doing your budget in October, 
to put in a good chunk of change in gifts and incentives. And if something's not moving in retail, shift it over to gifts and incentives. Incentivize your team, gift a great client. You can really move it around without affecting your cost of sales with a little bit of creativity. Yeah, I love that idea. We're speaking with Gary Atkins today. He is the chief cook and bottle washer at Reason and Remedy. And that's their website, people. Reason, A-N-D, Remedy. Dot com. Gary has a long history in our industry. You absolutely want to visit with him and his team. It'll change the way that you think about uh, retail, the front of the store, uh, pool retail, a lot of other places that you might not uh, be thinking about it as well. Gary, I want to uh, cover one more subject before we're done. Trends. Trends are always so important. Could you talk to our listeners about a couple items, three items where you say you got to be in this market, you got to be doing this. This is really uh, uh, something that's working in the wellness channel. For sure. I think that the I can do it in kind of a single category. The right now, everybody knows this past December, the FDA passed the MOCRA law, which gives them domain now over beauty and wellness and what that means when it comes right down to it is that brands are being held accountable for everything that's in the brand so transparency is the trend to follow right now working with i work closely with and partner with the good face project um, they work with brands to make sure they're compliant that they can be sold um, in different retailers so for instance sephora detox market credo they all have a chemical compliancy policy. And if you want to sell your products in one of those places, you have to upload your ingredients for your brand into there to see if you are compliant. We're now working with hotels and spas to create that policy for them so that all the brands that they want to partner with can upload their ingredient decks and we can quickly show them if they're compliant or not, rather than the spa director having to wait and go through and Google each ingredient and see what the results are for it. Through the Good Face Project, you can click right back to the scientific paper that proves a point. So yeah. we work transparent beauty and wellness. Clean beauty is greenwashing. Everybody has a different idea of what clean beauty is. If you want to put Botox in your face every month, I support that. But if you just survived cancer, then you have a different idea of what clean beauty is than if you're doing injectables. So we believe in transparency alone and then let the buyer and the consumer decide what clean beauty is for them. Gary, it's a perfect way to end. I'm a huge fan of knowing what's in a product as well. In my world, less is more. So people, we've been with Gary Atkins today. Please look them up at reasonandremedy.com. Gary, uh, I have so much more I want to talk about. We'll just have to do a part two one of these days as well. But thanks for sharing uh, all your knowledge with our listeners. Thanks for having us. We really appreciate the support. And friends, remember, please be kind to one another.